Got time for a quick story? Journey's Jonathan Kane has a distinct keyboard style. When you hear the opening piano on Open Arms, Faithfully, Don't Stop Believing, some of his work with Bad English or The Babies, you know it's Jonathan Kane. A distinct style in the canon of pop rock music. Well, recently I was listening to his upcoming solo album, More Like Jesus. I got an advanced copy, and as I'm getting ready for the interview, I, I listen to the entire album, and on some of the songs, it begins right with that Jonathan Cain piano. You know it when you hear it. It's distinct. It's, it's characteristic of him. And he is bringing a new message. He released his first Christian album in 2016 called What God Wants to Hear. He had a Christmas album in 2017 called Unsung Noel. And now More Like Jesus is coming out Friday, May 3rd. I'm talking to Jonathan Cain about that album. And the title track in particular, More Like Jesus, said in a, in a release that it, it was written in response to him asking himself, what should he pray for? What should be his New Year's resolution? And that helped to carry him through touring with Journey on a 58-city arena stadium tour. So that's part of the message. So, Jonathan, we'll start with that. Was there a particular message you wanted to deliver with this project? Well, to me, you know, I wanted to get a very joyful, easy-to-listen song with a deeper message. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, you can almost dance to it and bop your head to it. And then it's, it's suggesting that the world become and prepare to be more like Jesus. I think the world, what the world that I look at today lacks tolerance, it lacks kindness, it lacks love, forgiveness, the things that Jesus stood for. And, you know, so I'm suggesting, you know, <laughs> maybe try to be prepared to be more like Jesus. And, uh, and it, and it's, so it's a it's kind of a a chocolate milkshake with a deep message. <laughs> How would you say your your writing evolved from what God wants to hear? And I know you also had a Christmas album in between, but how is there a diff a, a, a slightly and you kind of alluded to it right there, but how was the overall approach to this one compared to the prior album yeah. a couple of years well, ago? Well I think I, I think I was coming from a very innocent place. Uh my first album I was I was feeling my way into the Lord and the Word, offering up something innocent um, and, and simple. And I think this album is much bolder. Uh, it, it's got, you know, there's testimony on it. I think there's a discovery part. Um, there's uh, warfare. Um, you know, I sing praises to women on uh, Beautiful in Every Way. I think it's deeper in Scripture. There's a song from Ephesians, Now Unto Him. Um, you know, there's, you probably find a dozen Scriptures all through this album. And, and I, you know, that's always been part of my goal, uh, was to, to do something that hadn't been done uh, in Christian music and, and to go boldly forth and, and, you know, get out of the usual formula that, you know, we listen to so often uh that that's filtered you know that has to be a certain thing you can't say certain things and this is very bold this just goes into a um some definite different places you know and um i really uh 
I had a great time, uh, you know, sort of singing, um, singing through some of these, these ideas, you know, and, and, um, I think it really came, came out great. And I've been playing a lot of this music, uh, in church, you know, so it's mm-hmm. already been pretty well received, you know, Unleashed came from, uh, a conference that we're getting ready to do again. And, um, you know, it's just all of these, you know, being surrounded by powerful ministry and sermons and, and worship, uh, it just can't help but, you know, really going deep inside of you. And then, and then out it comes. And it's kind of, it, I'm already five songs into my new album, you know. So, yeah. You know, and on that point, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, on, on those new songs, and I know you'd mentioned that in, in the Billboard interview recently, so how do you already, at the risk of jumping ahead to the next project, because the first one still has yet to come out, but yeah. what, what is, do you already see a bit of a direction? What is maybe the message you're coming out with this with these new tentative songs for another album? It's, it's going to be more, I think, based in worship, you know. I'm going to uh, tackle that a little more. Uh, you know, I would consider it to be worship music and maybe get some co-writing uh, going on. There's some people I want to write with um, and, and, and sing with and see how that goes, you know. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's just, it's an adventure. Every album is different, you know, and uh, and this one, you know, uh, I just finished the Better Man event and I wrote the song Better Man before I even know I was going to be in Better Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, prophetically, there it is, you know. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and then writing, of course, writing the book, uh, the memoir, Don't Stop Believing, was a huge, uh, you know, cathartic uh, healing process for me. And, you know, and, and, and looking back on all my blessings, you know, so, and then and during this time, I, I, I got this album, I was hurt with some broken ribs that were just killing me for like at least, two months I had to live through like major pain, you know, I had mm. four broken ribs, I fell from a horse and, and, and I learned, you know, that prayer and, and, and having Jesus there, you know, got me through it, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, only in the arms of Jesus gets born, you know, um, uh, writing, uh, take these ashes. It's from the fire, you know, uh, out of the ashes, something beautiful, you know? Um, so the, there, there are all these, um, things that come to mind, you know, that you want to share, um, uh, you know, with God and with the world. And it's like, why not? You know, I have, I have the freedom to do that. I have the money to do that. I'm certainly not going to make any money on this stuff. Um, but that's not why I'm doing it. You know, I'm doing it to please the Lord and to plant seeds in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. If I can win new people to the king, I, I was at the, <laughs> I was in Washington, uh, white house yesterday. And some guy stopped me and said, you know, Love Journey, but I love this new music you're doing, you know, for the Lord. Good on you, you know. So um, it's, a, it's a good place for me to be, you know, right now. Uh, stylistically, in, in the overall approach, listening to an advanced copy of the album last night, uh, the first thought that came to my mind was Michael W. Smith 
and my wife is has been followed Christian music all her life, pretty much. And separately, she said, you know, I'm getting kind of a Rich Mullins vibe off of this. Then I read, as I, in the process of listening to the songs, and I'm doing my research, and I found the interview with CBN from a couple of years ago, and you mentioned the Michael W. Smith comparison. So we're yeah. like, okay, this, we're all kind of on the same wavelength here, but is there, a, okay, so that's how listeners are comparing it. Is there a particular musical style, and you all, and you mentioned worship as as a lyrical, a message style, but is there a overall musical style when it comes to working on Christian music that you ascribe to? It's me. It's Jonathan Cain. It's my sound. I think I have my own sound. I don't think I sound like Michael W. Smith at all. We have two different voices, two different styles, totally. And I think it's just totally me. And because I play the piano, they might compare us. But that's like saying Billy Joel sounds like Elton John. He does. <laughs> no, they're both great, but they're different. Right. You know, the styles are different. You know, I can't see Michael W. Smith speaking more like Jesus. Not in a million years. He wouldn't do it. You know, so um, I think I'm a little more progressive, a little more rock. Uh, I play electric guitar, uh, play acoustic guitar. And, uh, and my stuff boogies. You know, it's, it's rock for Jesus. You know, I, and I, I got to tell you, it's warfare. It's everything. It's testimony. But it is Jonathan Cain's definitive style. That's me. That's what I brought to Journey. It's what I brought to the babies. I put, I put myself into this music more than I try to match somebody else, you know? Um, and, and that's fun. And that's, that's what, what, what I, I feel my identity in this music is alive and well. And when you listen to what God wants to hear, it's the same guy. Now, I, I believe that what God wants to hear might be closer to Michael W. Smith, you know? But I think this is a departure from that. You know, I think pe- people, when they hear the two CDs side by side, they're going to go, whoa, he, he moved to someplace else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think this moves on to the next place where the Lord's taken it. And you have to move, you know? I mean, and the, and the Holy Spirit, you know, it's like, you know, in John 3, it says, you know, it's like the wind. You don't know where it's coming or where it's going. But, you know, I just move with God where he takes me, and, and, and this is where the music came from, you know, um, where it led me to. And that's where I'm at now. On that point about your your style, on some of those songs, I hear the piano kick in. And to that point of It Sounds Like Jonathan Cain, that was another one of my thoughts. I'm like, okay, yeah, this sounds just like what I've heard on a, a lot of the 80s era journey and getting up into the 90s into today. I'm hearing that. I'm like, yep, there's Jonathan Cain's piano. It's distinct. It's right there. How right. How is the process of doing a solo album with those Nashville mus- musicians? I know Dean Castronova was, was in on this as well. So you have obviously a journey connection in there, but working on a solo project and incorporating yourself versus working with an established band that has its own characteristics. Well, well see, I always brought my, my thing to this. No matter what, I brought my bag with me. And, and my sound was what Journey had hired me for when we made Escape. Those keyboards and that sound was what they hired me for. Um, I had my sound already. You know, I was already making that sound. I made that sound with the babies, you know, when we did uh, Back on My Feet Again, when we did Midnight Riding, that was my sound. And, um, you know, and I'm a chameleon. I, you know, I, 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 can, I can go from a deep ballad, you know, into a, you know, rocker. And 
that's what you hear on this album. You hear, you know, it goes from tender to tough. And, you know, I don't stay in one place with my music. I move it, you know, and, and shift it and shake it up, you know. Um, like, you know, listen to Unshaken. It's like, yeah. You I, know, it's, it's, it's different. It's got, it's got the rock roots to it, you know. It's got that who I am. My identity shines through this music better, I think, than, than anything you know, I've done. And you want to really know who I am listening to this music. And, and I think you can, you can hear my heart for the Lord and for the word. And, and that, that to me is worth it all. You know, it's worth doing it. I hear poly, it sounds like poly rhythms at the beginning of Remove Every Veil. And as, as the song came up, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to catch this here. I'm hearing counterpoint on this. And then it finally That's kicks right. in to the swing. Like, what kind of musical techniques did you apply here on this album, on More Like Jesus? I, I think it's very cinematic. I, I would have to say, I, I write cinematically. I try to create an atmosphere of worship and, um, and, and of substance, you know, like in that, in that atmosphere of remove every veil, you know, you're you're um, you're asking for clarity. You're asking for, you know, to be able to see, to take the scales away, you know, to be able to walk in the spirit. Um, so many of us get veiled, you know, because the enemy's so good at discouraging us. He plants that seed of discouragement, and and um, and, and and in that. You're, you're almost trying to see through the fog. You know, you're trying to see through this space of, like, show me, Lord, you know. And, and I, I found that 6-8, it, it's actually 6-8, there's a time from, times on that. But the, I think the sense and the atmosphere create that uncertainty, that edge that I want to put the listener in to just go to the place, you know, when Moses hid his face. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's epic. That's epic Bible stuff. That so I have to put it. I have to put a movie soundtrack to that. You know, and that opening line uh, fits so well in that atmosphere. So all the songs, um, whether it's warfare, whether it's it's a Bible lesson, are put in a movie soundtrack on this album. And to that point, kind of playing off of the idea of a, of a cinematic expression of a soundtrack expression. Uh, how beyond technique, but how much of the musicianship of, of the arrangements of the chords of, of actual like motifs riffs here or there are echoing particular aspects of the word of sending out that message. It's, it's very easy for a listener to just focus on the lyrics and then figure, okay, the music is accompanying. But to that right. point, the music is sending its own. It, it's a complimentary message. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it is. Um, you know, you go into a song like Already Victorious, you know, and there's that's, that's battle music. You know, you have these big giant drums playing at the beginning. Um, it's war. It's warfare, you know. And I put the listener right into that atmosphere of being in battle. You know, this is a battle, and we're going to have to prevail here. We're already victorious. In his word, we've already won. No strongholds we can't destroy. Can't destroy. You know, um, he sent his only son. Uh, this this is kind of a movie. Every song is, a, is this little little series, and it's like an HBO. It just every song has its own thing, and that's that's how I write. I've always written cinematically, but I find when with God's word, it is so easy 
you know, to uh, to outline these atmospheres, you know, and and they're fresh to me and they're fun and they're like, how can I get the listener locate him, locate him, you know, in a warfare song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, on the first album, I did "Rush Into Me," which I thought had a tremendous uh, movie soundtrack to it, you know. And it had this power, and it was just like edgy, and, and, and it's supernatural acceleration uh, for such a time as this. And so, you know, I, I hit on it with God Wants to Hear. There was a couple songs like that that had that, you know, movie atmosphere. And uh, this album, there's a like Kingdom Come Down, you know, uh, is it has this hope to it, but it has this tension to it and i'm i'm one of those guys that like to create the tension and release it you know mm-hmm. so it's tension and release um and then of course the end you know goes into this joyful chorus of bastaleia which is a greek word for kingdom mm-hmm. you know and if you know your bible you're <laughs> gonna go gosh how did you know that you know um so so there's there's a there's a message on this album and there's lessons you know to take from it. I mean, I learned so much making this album. I learned a lot about the word and about myself and what I'm, what I'm drawn to in the word, you know? You, one last question for you before, before we let you go. That has to do with the second to last question before we let you go. What it takes to win was a song that was released in in tandem with the final four, which was not that far West of where I'm at in Eau Claire over in the twin cities from earlier this, uh, earlier this month. What inspired you to, what was the direct inspiration to write What It Takes to Win? Because that that's, has a, a similar en- energy that I'm listening to that, similar to the album. Right, right, very similar. And it came from that same guy, that same, you know, actually, uh, I'm a huge sports fan. And the big event to me uh, has so much drama, you know, I don't care if it's a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, right now, I'm in the midst of the playoffs or the you know, NBA then I'll be on to the MLB. Uh, I just love, I love, uh, you know, when people compete on the big stage in front of a lot of people. It's just, and, and that energy is so similar to what we do, you know, in, in rock and roll. And so um, it's just me being a sports fan, trying to write the sports. I, I met a guy on uh, uh, NBA TV and uh, I, I, I pitched him a song and said, Man, it would it would be the world for me to get one to get this song on one of your you know highlight reels, um, and that's kind of really what I was just trying to do. I mean, I hear some of these other songs playing, and I'm like, hey, let's do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it takes to win, I mean, that's in life. It, you could you can make that into a worship song, really. I mean, change a few words, and it's and it's a worship song. You know, when you refuse to lose, you know what it takes to win. Trying to go the distance with a hunger that never ends. Amen. And that's me. Uh, that's just been me. I played baseball my whole life. You know, uh, I dreamed of being a famous songwriter my whole life, uh, being in a famous rock and roll band my whole life, and I never quit. And um, and winning feels good. <laughs> what do you see over the next year or so with your work with Journey, your solo work promoting the album, working on the next yeah. album? What do you? What's the future for Jonathan Cain in the short term? Yeah, well, a lot of ministry. Uh, Paul and I are, are are doing a new show, um, uh, cable show. She's she's got Paula today back on the air, and uh, we're doing segments. Um, 
um, together lifestyle segments. So I'm doing a little TV with her ministry, uh, guest ministry. We have a big conference coming up, Unleashed, uh, May 2nd through the 4th. We're going to have uh, amazing uh, preachers coming and, and worship music coming, and uh, I will grow from that and love that. Uh, and then on to, uh, to Vegas uh, in October, um, where we're going to play Caesar's Palace. And uh, so we've got about a dozen dates in Atlantic City and Vegas uh, coming up. September, October, and then in 2020, I'm back on the road again uh, with Journey and uh, Pretenders with Christy Hine. Mm-hmm. So this year is pretty much concentrating in ministry and promoting this album and um, want to try to co-write with some of the uh, uh, some of my favorite people in Christian music. If it's possible, I'm going to go to Nashville and, and start that process and you know continue to, uh, to grow you know, in my music with the Lord. Well, you've made a big difference with your music over the years. You've influenced a whole lot of people, as I'm sure many have told you, and it's influenced me as well, hearing your music, and now even more influence with this new album in a, in a sacred and spiritual sense. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Jonathan Kane. More Like Jesus arriving Friday, May 3rd. If you're listening, a listener to this interview, make sure you stream it, download it, buy it, whatever you want to do. Thank you, Jonathan, so much for taking some time to chat with us today. Thanks for your support and interest, Luke. Always a pleasure. Thank you, man. So again, May 3rd is the date. More Like Jesus arrives, the latest solo album from Jonathan Cain. Of course, you heard him talk about all the work that he's going to be doing with Journey later on in that Las Vegas residency coming up later on this year in the autumn. Well, we'll have more interviews coming in coming episodes of Got Time for a Quick Story. Make sure you subscribe for free. No paying involved with subscribing to listen to Got Time for a Quick Story. Totally free. Make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you're listening. Of course, it's available usual locations. It's available through Apple. It's available through Google. It's available through Spotify. It's available on TuneIn as well. And a big thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1. And listen to the interview at the website, greatesthits981.com, with other interviews we've done. And thanks for to Greatest Hits 98.1 for providing the studio for this interview. More to come. This has been... Got time for a quick story? I'm Luke Anthony.